This is the Skeptic Squared Podcast. A safe place to make light of sacred things. My name is Matt. And I'm Corinne. And in this program, we will be discussing current events related to religion, atheism, and skepticism. Our goal is not to insult believers, although that will probably happen from time to time, but rather to share our point of view on these topics in a way which will benefit and entertain others. Or maybe we just want to stroke our own egos. You decide. Welcome to the Skeptic Squared podcast. Today is May 9th, 2016, and with me is my wife, Corinne. Hello. And joining us um, is a friend of mine named Aaron. Are we allowed to say your uh, your last name, Aaron? Absolutely. This is Aaron. A. Aaron Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to dis- distinguish him from uh, another friend of mine named Aaron who also wants to get involved in the... Uh, in the podcast a little bit so well he can back off because <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've made my mark first and I don't know. um so let's just get right into it um so aaron um how do you identify religiously right now as an atheist as an atheist as on i don't i i looked into uh uh, uh a lot of richard dawkins and a lot mm-hmm. of christopher hitchens and this idea of militant atheism and so i've like i've kind of derived a philosophy from um uh that approach uh-huh. in a way but i don't know i'm not really as abrasive i would say is i guess some because i don't want to come off as the you know proverbial angry atheist mm-hmm. you know um but at the same time um i always identify as such because i want to show people that it isn't um conducive to all atheists you know that people can uh-huh. be you know loving rich individuals there's more that, than one type of atheist exactly yeah. yeah so there's yeah so what ki- kind of angry atheist are you <laughs> <laughs> um I guess I, I don't really I don't really even know how to answer that. I guess uh, no. just uh, you know I uh, I respect science and I respect uh, I respect uh, you know secular opinions and I and I uh, I guess I I find a dilemma with uh, the current state of you know just a lot of aspects of uh, the social like uh, uh, a lot of different aspects of society at large that um, finds itself plagued with. Uh, um, uh, these Christian agendas that a lot of people aren't even really aware of mm-hmm. and aren't really even aware of how much that impacts your life, even as you, even if you don't identify as such. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot I get, of indirect ways. Yeah. Tons mm-hmm. of indir- indirect ways. And direct ways that you just don't know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So I feel like the more informed you get, the more angry yeah. you get about like how, 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 how real it is uh, in to be, to be someone who's secular and and I feel like this movement is growing. It's gaining momentum and it's becoming oh. mobilized. And it's it's um, but still at the same time, if you look at a lot of the different, uh, if you look at a lot of the different um, uh, uh, segments of society, you see that. Uh, sorry, I guess uh, in the political world, um, you know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of uh, there's these large groups that get a lot of attention by politicians, you know. But the segment yeah. of atheists in the country secular people mm-hmm. in the country even though that's a gigantic percentage of the population in comparison to some of the others mm-hmm. you know that do get a lot of attention from lobbies and such right um you find our voice being completely unheard in the political realm have mm-hmm. you ever seen the documentary religious yeah i love it 
he, he actually makes that point. Bill Maher uh, makes that point that uh, non-religious people make up approximately 15 to 20 percent of the population, oh, right, which is right. larger than uh, the Jewish community. It's larger than the, the black community. It's larger than the gay community, all of which individually have a huge voice right. politically. But atheists tend not to. Right. You know? It's that demographic for some reason just doesn't really get picked mm-hmm. up. It's not. It's not something that they want to discuss. It's, uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's such a movement, and you see it, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, already in you know the Scandinavian countries. You see it already all over this, over, you know, the Atlantic and Great Britain. You uh-huh. see it. You see this large population of uh, people who identify as atheists, and over there, it's not such an issue. But here, mm-hmm. you know, we have like this very, uh, uh, I guess non-universal like because i guess mm-hmm. america is so egocentric so we think that what's happening here is we happening on egos, the rest right? of the world you know so <laughs> yeah. anyway yeah um <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about your upbringing so what is your your like family's like religion yeah so my uh i was actually just i came up here to talk to my grandfather he's uh i was a pastor or is i guess i don't I don't know when you really lose that title, but it's one of those ones where you lose when you die. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I think so. It's think... probably like is he like a retired pastor? Yeah, he doesn't exactly. Preach anymore. Yeah, but he kind of still does in his mm-hmm. own way. Like, yeah, he has people visit him all the time in his mm-hmm. uh, in his care facility. And uh, anyway, he's ninety five. He's about to pass away. Um, but he he lived his whole life uh, as a preacher for the Church of Christ, which uh, to not be confused with the Church of Christ of Latter Day Saints, you know, which is actually mm-hmm. like another denomination. Um, but uh, they're they're just as uh, uh, they, they have a lot of common themes where uh, you know uh, they're the only true church and. Um, things like that you know are they're they very strict like more uh like baptist or evangelical or how would you describe like what kind of corner in christianity would you put them in i i mean like they're i i don't know a lot about the church of christ other than the fact that they don't uh, allow uh, music in their oh, wow. church services they they like only will allow uh, people to sing mm-hmm. um you know uh, hymns but they don't allow any type of instrumentation like not um, even like a piano or no, organ? No? Nothing, nothing. Wow. wow. Yeah, so it's very like by the books, mm-hmm. um, you know. Jesus uh, didn't have an organ, therefore you shouldn't <laughs> too. I don't know. Somewhere in the Bible it says. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I guess they took that scripture and applied it, you know. Right. And they're not a fan of harps, you know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they just had a poor piano player at the beginning. But, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so they're, uh, they also believe they're the only true church. They... Um, it's very uh, it, it feels like an LDS church mm-hmm. um, if I've gone to their church services and it kind of has that tone it's very very solemn and mm-hmm. quiet yeah. reverent yeah reverent yeah that mm-hmm. tone you know it has mm-hmm. has like that same feeling yeah. um, ex- like Which aside I think, from the I think stems from uh, what is it Methodism is that yeah. where it is? yeah yeah Okay. At least for for the Mormon Church, like Joseph Smith, uh, grew up at least partially within the, the Methodist Church. Ironically, after God told him not to join not any to church, join. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the irony. Right. <laughs> there is no. <laughs> no but, but, but I, I guess uh, I guess. Uh, um, no, they're very staunch in their belief that they're the only true church. But anyway, uh, so my grandfather, he started uh, Ibaraki Christian College in Japan. He was a missionary. 
Um, his father was a pastor, or a preacher and a missionary as well for the Church of Christ. So my grandparents went over to Japan to start Ibaraki Christian College when they were like 20. My grandma was 19. Um, it was directly after World War II. My dad was yeah. one of the first people born over in Japan after you know the events of World War II. Wow. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of a cool history, like cool little mm-hmm. portion of my family history. Um, so and my parents identify um, more non-denominational. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was raised uh, um, non-denominational Christian. I was in the church band. I played drums, you know, f- uh, when I was like 15 years old for. Um, a Calvary Chapel. I I played bass for um, South Mountain Community Co- uh, uh, Church uh, yeah. up there in uh, Draper. You what know, kind of music bit. do they play? Like more gospel kind of stuff? Oh man, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's full fledged uh, Christian rock hard. God is oh, yeah. an awesome God. Like Creed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know and. I like going. I actually still enjoy going to their Christmas services just because I think that they have mm. nice instrumentation and they like play the songs nicely acoustically a lot of the time. And I just, I still enjoy them. You know, it's like not because yeah. I'm atheist. Though. I I can't enjoy some realms of, you know, uh, uh, art. Re- yeah, right. Exactly. Because yeah. there's yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, but uh, I don't have to believe with. I guess anyway. But um, so yeah, that's how I was raised, and um, I uh, and, and then also it's kind of a unique position to be in because I find myself as the minority mm-hmm. um, in this uh, you know in this uh, very Mormon infused area, and so like kids weren't allowed to come over and sleep over at my house when I was oh, really? younger, mm-hmm. you know. Like I mm-hmm. mean, there was this uh, this uh, you know it was it was very passive aggressive. It wasn't. It wasn't direct. It was like, you know, it, yeah. they never came out and said it, you know, but they'd allow. But you knew. Yeah, <laughs> you knew why. They allowed, you know, them yeah. to sleep over at other kids' houses. It wasn't my house. I probably also didn't help them. Well, it's probably in the because park, you had but. that devil juice in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah. So anyway, it was an interesting perspective. But yeah, so I come from a very religious family. And so anyway, like... Uh, like uh, a lot of people um, will uh, make the uh, argument that maybe I'm just uh, I'm rebelling counterculture. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm like trying to I need to find my own voice and you right. know, I'm not gonna listen to you, mom and dad. You know, but I have no right. anger directed at my parents. I, I love is, my grandparents. Which is a common argument that comes up. The problem that I have with it is that it the the younger generations right now, uh, the millennials, are becoming less and less religious, mm-hmm. and it's coinciding almost like a direct correlation with the amount of information that's accessible on the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about rebellion. Like not everybody's a rebel and not everybody's a rebel for their entire life. You know, like Mm -hmm. maybe like the first few years, like they're out partying and stuff, just like seeing what's out there, that kind of thing. But I never really went through that phase. Mm -hmm. I know like lots of other people that didn't go through that phase. And then I know other people that did go through that phase, but never lost their religious belief and then go back to it. Right. You know, yeah, it's like that's not even the issue. There's a lot of nuance there. Yeah, it goes back to the thing you were saying at the beginning. It's like there's more than one flavor of atheist. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and everybody loves to identify the stereotypical, you know, angry at Mm. God. You know, and it's like it's so such a paradox to find myself in, especially in the realm of AA and NA. You know, it's uh, and I guess I'll go. I don't know that maybe I'm skipping ahead, but uh, I'm. Oh, we can we can talk about that whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is actually something that I wanted to talk to oh, talk to you about. Okay, um, yeah, because it's something that we've talked about a little bit 
Um, because in, in Utah, there's uh, a lot of LDS rehab programs mm-hmm. for porn addiction. Right. That, that oh, coming gosh. Up. And we, oh. we've talked about that a few times. <laughs> Makes me so mad. Oh, right. Yeah. And uh, so, so we've done a couple episodes on that and like the, the Mormon version of their 12-step program. Yeah. But we haven't talked about the actual I've gone to Alcoholics, Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, yeah, right. I've gone to the LDS 12-step. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I got forced to. Oh. Yeah, how, did you get, in, how did you get forced to? While I was in rehab. <laughs> so, so, okay, so, so I guess a little backstory. Back, background, yeah. <laughs> Just dive in face first. <laughs> I don't know how to do a podcast. Um, so anyway, I guess, uh, uh, yeah, so I I had been a substance abuser like all my life. Um, uh, never an addict, never really identified as an addict. But then I, you know, I shattered my leg uh, coming down Provo Canyon one night, my tibia and my fibula, mm-hmm. and had a... Uh, you know, four reparative surgeries for it. I was bedridden for like four or five months. And uh, then I was in a wheelchair for another three and then crutches and a cane after that. But uh, Mm -hmm. I was on opioid um, painkillers for um, the course of about a nine month period every single day. Which were prescribed. Right. Right. And I'd never been, uh, I'd never, uh, never gone through withdrawal. Like, of course I'd known about it um, Mm -hmm. and I'd known the risk, but for some reason you you find yourself in a sense of denial, you know, they're prescribed. And, and so you, uh, and so you look at it in a way that, okay, I'm taking this as the doctor prescribed, so I'm not going to have any negative side effects. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just this preconceived notion that's not really true, but, um, anyway, and so actually I had to Google, like withdrawal symptoms because mm. I, you know, I knew some of them. I knew like, like I'd seen the movies, you know, you see yeah. some dude on a couch sweating and not uh-huh. looking comfortable, but I didn't right. really Just know all aches. And, exactly. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. know all the symptoms or whatever. And so I thought yeah. I was dying. I didn't know what the hell was going on with me. So I had to Google it. And oh. Anyway, it turns out, yeah, I'd, I was going through opioid withdrawal. And, and then ever since then I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, uh, had an issue with it. And that's been over the course of the last like five or six years, um, um that I've been battling that. Um, but, uh, yeah, just recently got into rehab, and so I've been newly in, uh, newly ingrained or newly, uh, I, what's the word? I newly uh, 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 sh- uh, uh, put into the world of uh, AA and NA, mm-hmm. and um, that was something that I always uh, strayed away from, even though I know I had a problem. But like, I didn't want to go to a twelve-step program because I knew how much God, how much they emphasized God. Right. And I didn't think that would work for me. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I never tried it out. And, well, what I realized was there was a lot in there that actually does work for me, you know, behaviorally. But, uh-huh. um, uh, you know, because it's a behavioral issue. Like I said, I was telling you before this, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a behavioral issue that um, shows itself uh, uh, um, through uh, – it manifests itself in the addiction. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's – it's it's right. the addiction isn't the issue it's that's symptomatic of right. a behavioral issue and so anyway yeah. they showed shined a light on that and so anyway uh um so there was a lot of good is what i guess i'm trying to say is my point right. but 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 still I, I i made the joke a lot of times in treatment i should have just went to bible camp so, because i seriously <laughs> <laughs> to get clean because i seriously uh, you would not believe the amount of uh uh, groups, Bible? <laughs> gr- Bible thumping. Well, yeah. in groups that were angled completely at me, there were people in the rooms. There's like 14 of us, 12 of us, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the day. And and uh, uh, about 85 percent of the groups. And this is no joke. This is not even me being uh, 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 embellishing at all. You know, this is mm-hmm. about 85 percent of the groups were directed at me because I was the atheist in the room. Yeah, the odd man out. Yeah, and and yeah. they probably saw you as something of a threat because they're building their whole mm. their whole uh, program of recovery. 
based on this idea of a higher power helping them. And you are coming at it from a completely different angle, at an angle which, you know, if, if yours works, that means that theirs might not work or right. or like or there, maybe there's there's a yeah a flaw in it yeah. or there's there's other options and right. they, they took the wrong one or something mm-hmm. like that so yeah. and it's something that they really are defiant against because mm-hmm. uh one of the trademarks of you know somebody who is an addict um is terminal uniqueness is mm-hmm. what they described as and and so like by identifying as unique and I'm different and I'm an exception to the rule that kind mm-hmm. of perpetuates that addictive behavior and you can probably Garnet, right. gather you're, like you're how not, that would you're be. You're not special. Right. And, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And my problems aren't special. Yeah. You know, like I'm not a victim. I'm mm-hmm. not. You know, I need to man up and you know uh, uh, take accountability for my own actions and sure. you know things like that. So anyway, yeah. um, so they don't. They want to de- deter you from going into that mindset of ter- being terminally unique. So anyway, so mm-hmm. I find myself in this predicament because it's at one point I understand their argument that don't be terminally unique. Mm-hmm. On the other hand. I am unique in a sense that I want to do a 12 step program and I want to cut God out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And they want to make, they want to make me make my own God, uh-huh. which like, <laughs> and I've been told that so many times, like it, they, they, and, and, and the, the irritation comes from the fact that it's, uh, they, they try and explain it in a way that like, it's like the first time I ever heard it. Like, yeah. Hey, did you know? That, yeah, you, like your child, that, you know there's a God. that you can create your own if you don't have one already and it's like yeah i've heard it <laughs> heard it several times yeah. you know you're not the first person that sold this to me you know it's mm. like and and i don't want to create my own god right. i don't like the term i don't like the term i don't like uh i don't like the what it means i don't like uh i, I don't like the idea of you know, and, and and they say, oh, God, I could go off on this. And <laughs> so, I feel like I'm cutting Corinne so, out of the conversation. So no, you're fine. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, that has always bothered me about 12-step programs in general is this whole idea of a higher power. Yeah. And one of the things that bothers me especially is this idea that you can make up your own right. higher power. Have you heard Bill Burr's thing on this? Do you know who Bill po- Burr is? Po- possibly. Um, it's ho- oh, I, no, no, sorry. Doug Stanhope. It's not Bill Burr. It's Doug Stanhope. He, oh, he has this whole either. rant on a- NAA. Uh-huh. It's hilarious. Well, uh, Penn and Teller did an episode on their BS show oh. um, about five step or 12-step programs, and mm-hmm. they, they talk about the success rate of 12-step programs, oh. which is, I mean, if you can actually dig up the numbers, around 5% success rate for the first year. I didn't know that. And, yeah. and that happens to be the exact same... As for people who go cold turkey right. or go through any other program, right. it's about 5% really? for the first year. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, most people relapse and whatever, which, mm-hmm. you know, is part of the recovery process. Like, I don't begrudge anybody that, re- that relapses. Right. Um, I mean, I work in treatment. I work with tr- uh, kids. Yeah. And some of them, not all of them, have substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. And we, we used to have an NA counselor, Narcotics Anonymous. And I would sit in on their meetings sometimes, and it always bothered me, like the the like all the religion that they were pushing in on, on these kids. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it was mostly the kids doing it, but but it is part of the program, right? And and it's yeah. an important part yeah. that they they just kind of grasp it's onto the part. Yeah, it, it's not just like it's not just like mm. this thing that you can be passive about. It's 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 sorry, it's not this thing that you can be selective about. It's it's mm. really the cornerstone of the entire idea. Right. Um, it's like. And what does like, that say about a god that you can just make one up that will help you whenever you right. ask it to? Yeah. Well, well, like Doug Stanhope <laughs> quoted, he said, uh, "I can't find a good reason that I parked my car on my lawn or something like that last night, mm. and uh, today I'm supposed to be making up omnipotent deities like." Like the um, idea, uh, like 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't, funny. <laughs> I can't like it was something like that. I, I didn't I'm paraphrasing, but but basically like um, I, like yeah, yesterday I can't find uh I you know, it's I'm 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 being a completely, you know, unmanageable alcoholic and today I'm supposed to come up with an uh, an omnipotent deity. That's insane. Yeah. And uh and and they don't recognize how difficult that is. And, and, and they go as far, and this is hilarious. I don't know if I'm, I feel like I'm monopolizing this, but no, oh, this is out. your episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're interviewing right. you. <laughs> well, so this they go, the Aaron as, show. They go, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to bolster my ego. That's all bad for my recovery. It's okay. Um, just, just pray. It'll be fine. <laughs> if you, if I, had a dime, if I had a dime for every time I've heard that in the last like six months, I would, I'd be, I don't know. Anyway, You'd but, have 15 uh, cents. you can finish, you can finish the sentence. <laughs> 15 cents <laughs> yeah right. um no but they've gone as far as um as uh suggesting and I guess this isn't a this isn't a joke this isn't a uh um a, a pandering or this isn't uh um. this isn't this isn't a um, they actually suggest this like this is an actual thing that I could apply to my own life like um. that uh I could um it could be like a ketchup bottle or a doorknob right. and like that's what you start praying to and here's the thing so so they they tell you to do that and um um because okay and the way they describe this is it's really funny it's very mm-hmm. loose logic and it really it it's you know you could break it apart easily but mm-hmm. it's it's uh like they it's very weak it's a very weak argument but anyway they they go into it and say they they say that oh uh, a ketchup bottle is perfect and it's form and <laughs> that it's it's a constant and it's you know it's this it's this as long as it's a bottle that holds ketchup, I, it is a perfect ketchup right. bottle. <laughs> See, there you but go. What happens when the ketchup's gone? And it's it is just a bottle. <laughs> it is no longer a perfect ketchup bottle. It is yeah. an imperfect. So ketchup your God bottle. is not omnipotent anymore. <laughs> no, not even. I mean, and I just like I, I, or a light bulb or all these like. I but mean, it has like, the potential to be perfect. These uh, <laughs> these uh, uh, uh you know uh, non obviously non conscious non non sentient like right. just inanimate objects that I'm just. Mm-hmm. Gonna be like, yeah, that's my God. I'm gonna pray to that. And honestly, to, to to think that I could take myself seriously, or anyone else could take themselves seriously, praying yeah. to some inanimate object. Is, is make... that how they call it? Like praying to it? Oh yeah, no. They that's the see, hmm. and that's the thing. Okay, so like this language is yeah. the Christian doctrine. The the language the AA use is completely reflective of. And and if you look into the history of it, um, you know, uh, Bill W. and uh, you know, they, they, uh, the people that created the founders of AA, um, uh, very Christian and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's obvious they've, they've, uh, lended a lot of, uh, terms and, uh, a lot of the way they phrase things. Just if you read it, it feels yeah. like it's, it's biblical. It's, it's, and a lot of people think it's divinely inspired. Right oh, do you? I, I have it right here. Yeah. So if you, if you want to go through them, like the <laughs> steps, I, I have them right here right. and we can talk about them one by one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let me finish this point. So okay. I was just saying that, 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 that it's so subtle. So, okay, here's what they do. It's a ba- it's a classic bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's the thing. So they'll give you this. Um, so you can create your own God, you know, like that yeah. idea. And then, so, okay. So, all right. I, you know, I, I, I'm an, I'm an addict or I'm alcohol, I'm an alcoholic and this is the only thing that can help me. I've, I, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm with this argument, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll uh, go along with you on that. And so you, you delve in. And so you're like, all right, well, I don't believe in God. You know, I'd never have it. I've never been raised that way or whatever, you know. And so you can create your own. So, all right, I'll do that. And so you just kind of go along with it, right? And so you start praying to that. And I think – and their whole agenda, even though they don't want to say it, 
is that eventually you're going to recognize that your God isn't that great. And, and you're that eventually God is better. Yes, and then you're eventually going <laughs> to upgrade. move toward. And even in the big book, the AA big mm-hmm. book, they the, it, it, it discusses about like how most people will return to the faith of their youth. Um, and again, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially the the, the passage from it. Mm-hmm. And then they also say like, don't be. They say things like, don't be quit or be. Uh, 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 don't be hastily, hasty with your judgment. Uh, see where people who are religious are right, um, you know, uh, and which isn't a bad idea, you know, mm-hmm. like I mean to acknowledge like a good argument from their side, you know, not mm-hmm. to be completely shut off by it. Yeah. But it's all this – it's this rhetoric. It's this conditioning that happens within AA and NA yeah. um, to eventually get you to – believe in a god and and to believe in a christian god even though they don't want to say it even right. though they don't want to say it's a religious program they say it's right. a non is a, a spiritual non-religious program known as whatever which doesn't make any sense to <laughs> no. me. Yeah. like those words don't make sense to me. i know i don't understand how people and people have tried for so many uh so, so many times so many times to try and explain to me the difference and 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 uh and they, they use this uh i don't know they they just use uh logic that I, again, I, I like somebody said that uh, religion is from the outside in, spiritual spirituality is from the inside out, and I would argue that they're both from the inside out, meaning that, that I mean it goes with what we were talking about. What was it with Missy? There are as many um, gods as there are believers. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? Each oh, person mm-hmm. has their own version of what God is, Absolutely. what he can that, do, what he can't do. You know, yeah. it's like no. Two believers have the same idea of what God is right. or, or what they really believe about right. God. Even people that are like in the Mormon church where everything is more or less dictated to them, mm-hmm. there are differences. Right. You know, like God won't answer that prayer that way. Right. He'll, he'll say, wait. Yeah. You know, right. but, they write articles on that. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but, but another person will say, no, he, he just said no. Yeah. Or, yeah. or he's just saying, wait. Or, you know, whatever. Right. It's a maybe. It's a maybe. Right. Whatever, so whatever keep praying. <laughs> give you an I got that all the time time yeah um, yeah well going back to the upgrading ketchup god yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> to me for if i was a believer yeah. and i went into a program like that where they were they were using that kind of language um talking about how you can just make up your own god mm. i would be offended i would think that that was a disingenuous version of god or that they were just using this is like a mind trick way of manipulating mm-hmm. you into recovery or something That's like good. that yeah, you know, it's like if I was a true believer, I would say no. You can't just pick up your own god. You need to believe the correct god. You know, it's right. funny. I've n- nobody has ever said that. I just in did. any of the rooms. <laughs> no, no, for real. I'm surprised I haven't heard that before. Yeah, you know, because I th- I agree with you. Like as a as a religious mm-hmm. person, as a as a really really hardcore believer, um, I uh, I uh, I would agree. You know, like yeah, yeah. there's especially with with uh, with. Uh, um, uh, religious sects that only identify as there's only one God, mm-hmm. you know, um, they don't, they don't have this, uh, um, you know, this, this gigantic, like, you know, it's not like the Greeks or the Romans where mm-hmm. they have this a pantheon. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Just a, I like Zeus, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, and honestly, uh, there's, there's people that like, uh, you know, that, uh, that say they're, they're gods. Uh, I can't remember the other day it was, uh, it was some, 
some uh, uh, Roman god that they said was their god, and that's who they prayed to. And uh, uh, I, it's it's kind of it's almost I don't know it's kind of funny. It's it's yeah. it's funny, but but it's frustrating as somebody who's an addict and somebody who's an alcoholic. You know that uh, mm. that uh, is in that program uh, because you're you're bankrupt. You're, you you know both emotionally and, mm. and and actually you know a lot of the time yeah. you know uh, uh, ethically you know um. and then you get into that whole debate um okay so where do you find right and wrong where mm-hmm. do you find that barometer of what is right what is wrong you know it's like can, how, how can, can you, you be, be moral without god yeah that mm-hmm. whole argument which is just such a ridiculous argument mm-hmm. um because i would argue that and i have argued that that uh you know it's social uh, religion moves in the way that uh society eventually evolves to so it's kicking and screaming yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and like, and you the mormon church is the perfect example exactly of that. if, if yeah. the mormon church was divinely inspired they would be ahead of every civil rights movement right, not instead 20 of behind. years behind right uh-huh. and and it's so funny <laughs> because people want to say like like oh where do you get your ethics from you should mm-hmm. get them from uh church well um, uh, or you know some type of religious denomination, but right. the thing is, it's it's so funny because they fail to recognize that it was the social movements that created the change within these institutions yep. that they find their ethics in. Mm-hmm. It was not those. It was not the Catholic Church that was very progressive. You no. know <laughs> that, that didn't happen. You know, yeah. it's hilarious. Those progressive conquistadors. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pope during the Dark Ages right. was a real. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, just shiny beacon. It wouldn't of have secularism. been the dark ages, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was called that for a reason. That's yeah, just ridiculous, you know. Yeah. And, it, and 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 so it's it's through this conditioning where like the church has always been this beacon of uh, ethics and uh, of morality, you know, or at least presented themselves as such. Mm-hmm. That when you see the social movements take cross, take 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 a uh, uh, you know start to trans or start to take take on uh, across the nation, um, you see. Uh, yeah, during the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. you see the church scattering to catch up to that. You know yeah. exactly, like you said. I mean, you're, you you said it perfectly. You know, they're well, all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You are my new god. <laughs> I'm gonna say Matt I accept. Call. Yeah, except Matt Collin to my life. And, and pray for the knowledge of the, his will and the power to carry that out. Yeah, I know the twelve <laughs> steps here. Um, but yeah, if so, you want to read them, get yeah. through them. Yeah. All right. So it's been a while since I've actually read them word for word. Um, and I think the last time I read them, they were actually the NA ones, which I'm pretty sure are the same. They're the same, right? man. Yeah, because they all, they all follow the same model. Mm. So, okay, so step one, um, and they and they phrase it kind of weird, as a, like we did this, or it's like the plural us, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. It's a we program. They say that a lot, you know. Yeah. So, so this, this is this. actually how they say it. It's like in the, the royal we. Yeah, it's 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 mm. it's it's a we program. It's not, you know. So it's uh, you know, again, to that terminal uniqueness. It's mm. not me, you know. I need I need other addicts and other alcoholics in support of those, mm. uh, you know, um, uh, in order to help me stay clean. And again, I don't know. I just want to preface this with the fact that I don't discount. Mm. A lot of the the work that AA and NA does, um, I can say for myself that it's been the only thing that has really kind of gave me a sense of self awareness, uh-huh. um, at least behaviorally, um, and also a place where I can identify with others instead of thinking of myself as really crazy and insane. You know, um, I can 
it's like, oh, there are people like me out there. You know, mm. I'm not nuts. You know, I'm just an addict. And so anyway, it gives you that sense of, uh, you know, a, 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 a community, yeah. you know, that a lot of addicts and alcoholics don't have because it's a very isolatory drug and mm. or, uh, isolatory thing where like, you know, with, through the use of drugs and alcohol, you just you sit in a room all by yourself. These are things that alcoholics right. and addicts do. So anyway, just wanted to preface it with that. So okay. so, so maybe as we're going through this. Um, so you mentioned that there are some things about the program that you like and some things that, that you struggle with, like things that you don't like. Right. And um, so maybe just kind of point out as we're going through what it is about okay. the specific steps that you do like. <laughs> okay. And then things that you have. A Absolutely. With. You know, okay. this is this is funny because like I have been on the defensive stance on this for so long. So uh, to be <laughs> to be heard out in a real way like uh, on this, is, it's, it's weird for me. I don't know how to take it. But, you know. <laughs> okay. So let's read the first one again. If, uh, so we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. What do you like? So did it say anything? We admitted to God, right? It just says we admitted we were powerless. Okay, well, I don't know where... The higher power doesn't come until later. Well, that's... I don't know where... Are you getting that from AA? This is from AA.org. Huh. This is their book. That's odd. I thought it was we. They have different editions, so maybe you have. Yeah, maybe that is what it it is. Maybe it's just an older one. But Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. So that um, I'm in complete agreement with. uh, You know, uh, powerless, uh, powerlessness. um, And here's the thing. um, That's uh, that's not um, saying that. uh, You know, at least how I perceive it, Mm -hmm. um, it's not saying that you're powerless in the sense that. uh, you know, you have no choice whether or not to take that first drink or drug. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the sense that you uh, you are powerless once you start. You mm-hmm. know, and def- so it's, it's gotten out of control. Well, once you st- so once you so once you identify as an alcoholic uh-huh. or an addict, and and you take that first drug, you become powerless over that drug. You know, so I have to. Mm-hmm. It's a comp- program of complete abstinence, and so, uh-huh. and I agree with that because I've tried to mm-hmm. meddle around here and there, and I can't handle it. I can't yeah. do it. You know, it's all or nothing. It is, yeah, and it's okay. it's. I think most addicts or alcoholics mm-hmm. are definitely like See, that. For, for somebody like me, like I, I okay, I, I do have a little bit of understanding about these programs because right. of my my involvement with treatment, mm-hmm. but I haven't really studied it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I see powerless, that that jumps out as me as a, a, a red flag. It's mm-hmm. like. Um, because we don't teach that in treatment that you're powerless over your mental illnesses, like right. that kind of thing. Like we take the approach that mental illness is difficult, right. but it's manageable. Right. Like there's medications, there's treatment programs, there's therapy programs. Like there's all these sorts of things that you can do. It's right. not that you're powerless. It's that right. you need to find the right thing that works for you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So to me, that jumps out. But but you're coming at it at a little bit of a different angle. Right. Where like it's kind of an all or nothing thing. Like you can't have that mediation. You know, right. And you that's know. at least how I interpret it. And like and uh, and that's how I've heard people discuss it in mm-hmm. meetings and stuff is is through that uh, through that lens, you know, of, of uh, just just that you can't manage it. Your life becomes unmanageable if you're an alcoholic or an addict. If you start that, start um, trying to um, dabble in drugs or alcohol, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's that simple for me. So that step one's fine. I, I I'm completely with that one. Cool. You know, I can say from at least anecdotal experience for sure, and I guess some other obs- observational experience. But. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, second step. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Yeah, that one makes complete sense to me. I'm just kidding. So anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> elaborate. 
<laughs> no, so uh, there you go. So so I think it's either it's either seven or eight that I picked out that uh, that are about God mm-hmm. in some form or of uh, of uh, in some form. Um, right. And uh, and uh, yeah, those are all the ones I have issues with. Um, so here, here's the part that, uh, so, so say that again, it's, it's, uh, that a power greater than ourselves could destroy us to sanity. Yeah. You know, we, we came, we to, came believe. to believe that a yeah. power greater than ourselves could right. restore us to sanity. Right. Okay. So there's a part of that that I identify with. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I can say from personal experience that, um, I'm insane. I'm not myself. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very different person when I'm, uh, in active addiction, um, and so, um, I identify as insane. Like I did, did yep. things completely outside of um, my own personal code of ethics. Um, you know, uh, who I am as a person, like I, mm. you know, that I, I would have never done, um, in my, uh, natural state of mind, yeah. you know? And so, um, like today. Okay. So if I would reflect on some of the things from the past, like, mm. am I, am I capable of doing that stuff today? There's no way there really isn't like, yeah. there really is no way I would. Um, and, uh, and so in that, in that aspect, I identify it. Yeah. It's insane. You know, you're insane while you're in your, your active addiction. So yes, mm-hmm. but a power greater than ourselves. So a lot of people say that's like, um, so I tried to say love for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to say love for my fellow human being and love with my, within myself, you know, cause I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think having a connectivity with others, um, respecting life, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, that's what I, that's what I've always said. I've always said that I could, um, um, put, at the hierarchy of uh, my entire uh, code of ethics is just a respect of life and a love for life, um, you know, because you can branch off every, every, uh, every uh, ethical principle. Um, uh, at least I can, mm-hmm. um, you know, from that, you know, you, I, I respect life, so I don't yeah. want to kill people. I respect life. So I don't want to like hurt your feelings. Well, that's you know? similar to mm-hmm. so what I've said for a long time. Um, morality starts with empathy. Uh-huh. And it there just, you go. It just yeah, builds from there, good. right? Yeah. And that, and that is the start of social interactions, which I think is the core of what morality really is. Is, yep. is how you interact in a way that you're not a jerk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. It's uh, a really concise definition. <laughs> um, so the only problem that I have with that one is the whole idea of being insane, but. But again, like I haven't gone through that, so I can't speak to it. It just jumps out to me as being um, kind of an overstatement. Like, really insane? Is that the right word? But but you're saying that that's that that actually applies. Like, you feel like you're, you're that way. You don't even feel. That's the thing. It's um, it's, it's 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 you're not being you're not being um, congruent um, with any of your own values. Um, it's you're completely beside yourself. It's almost an animalistic instinct. It's almost like a mm-hmm. knee jerk reaction. It's almost like it's not, it's, 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 it's strange to explain. Here's the thing, because the disease model always tripped me up because I'm like, Oh, they're just making an excuse. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, the, that, uh, you know, it's an, it's a, it's a disease and they don't have any control. And so they're, mm-hmm. they're making up an excuse as to uh, why they engage in these behaviors. They need to be held accountable, you know, mm-hmm. and, and again, being, uh, you know, just, just thinking they're trying to take some easy way out. Um, so I think that's where a lot of people come from on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say from personal experience that, that again, like um, it, none of the things I did in active addiction are congruent um, with what I would actually engage in today. And it's all as a result. And even from a medical standpoint, 
you know, if you look at meth-induced psychosis, like, that's a real thing, you know? It's like, so dependent on the drug as well, you know? um, You know, there's a lot of manageable alcoholics. There's a lot of, you know, but as soon as you start getting to the harder drugs, um, and that's not to discount alcohol, it's it's just as dangerous, you know, um, in a lot Mm. of different ways, but it's just as dangerous, but still... Um, uh, you know, you get into harder drugs, you know, you go into things like meth and psychosis. And then there's also the withdrawal that, uh, drives a lot of this behavior because it's, mm. it's this survival animalistic brain, you know, the midbrain yeah. that like, you know, it's, it's this animalistic drive that takes over that's, I'm going to die if I don't get this, you know, which a lot of people don't understand because like, that's, mm. that's a real thing. That's the physiology, the physiology, um, within the brain that, um, is actually takes over, you know, that, mm. that, and, it's not an excuse, but it can come off as one. So mm-hmm. I understand like how a lot of people um, would perceive I, that. I, I'm not trying to use it as like an excuse because like, like I've had conversations about this sort of thing with my own mother where she doesn't really understand why somebody would do these sorts of things, mm-hmm. why somebody would drink, for example. Right. And I tried to explain to her um, one time over dinner at a restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> like when I was like starting to get a little bit more into like the treatment stuff, right. you know, like uh, professionally. And and I was explaining to her, like, the problem isn't that these kids are drinking. It's why they're drinking. Mm-hmm. And, and, for, yes. and for most of the kids that, that I work with, at least, um, it's because of depression, bipolar disorder, uh, family problems, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the things. And, and those things are treatable through other means, like, say, talking to a therapist or a counselor, a psychiatrist, like that kind of stuff. Right. Um, with uh, substance abuse, like that's just a different animal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, really. Well, it is, and uh, but there, I don't know. There's some crossover. There's a yeah. there's a uh, um, like I was I was listening to uh, uh, Bill Maher uh, the other night, and uh, it was like this Saturday. He was talking to a guy that uh, uh, has a treatment center in California, and anyway, he was talking about. Did we watch that one? Yeah, did you guys watch that one? Yeah, we watched that one. Yeah, we recently Brian got HBO. Cranston. Was. Oh, did you? Yeah, me too. Yeah, Brian Cranston. <laughs> there you go. We got it for uh, the new Game of Thrones season. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to delve in. Um, but no, it. Uh, he was talking. Uh, if you remember, he said that uh, um, uh, uh, that uh, uh, painkillers were actually um, uh, more. Uh, they were better for treating emotional pain than they were mm-hmm. physical pain. And mm-hmm. that's something I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said that they had found that like, that's actually the case. And if you look at the rise of opioid, the opioid, the opioid epidemic, um, uh-huh. like you'll see, um, income inequality. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you see, uh, standards of living like, uh, significantly decreasing, um, mm-hmm. in a lot of these areas in the Midwest, the Appalachian, um, uh, areas uh, where where um, you know these uh, fact these these economies based on you know coal or factories mm-hmm. or you know uh, a lot of this globalization has led to a lot of these people this 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 increase in income inequality and the standard of living going significantly down also you're seeing a lot mm-hmm. of these you know uh, this there's not any there's no longer a thing as a single income family across much of the country, you know, so it's mom and dad both at mm-hmm. work, you know, because yeah. they're trying to sustain a standard of living for their children. Only they're on, they're only able to do so through two, through, right. through a double or a mm-hmm. dual income family. And it's uh anyway, so you, th- that's, what's funny. It's driving mm-hmm. a lot of that, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 uh, you know, because you find in studies too, if, if you raise the economic conditions, if you raise, mm-hmm. um, the chance for, uh, uh, um, people to, uh, to succeed, then mm-hmm. they will like you know if you give them yeah. if you give them chances if you give them opportunity um, yeah. you know anyway so 
Yeah. Sorry, I got not everybody's Donald tangent. Trump. No, <laughs> <laughs> we can't all just have a nice small million loan dollar loan. Yes, a small hundred million dollar loan. <laughs> they want—they're so dismissive of that. They want to act like that's no big deal. All right, uh, let's see. Number three, uh, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives mm. over to the care of God, as we understood Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that whole thing, obviously, I. Yeah, it's it's uh, the whole thing is garbage. Yeah, how would you even do that if you don't believe in a higher power? Like that whole mm-hmm. thing is right. So it's so difficult based on that. It's so hard. Yeah, in, tr- mm-hmm. in, in treatment, it's really tough because like you want to get better. You want yeah. you want to uh, you want to because they, they preach open mindedness, right? And yeah. Oh, like I get so frustrated because it's like they well, they preach this open mindedness. Are you familiar with Tim Minchin? Uh, you, no. should, you should look him you up. Should you should look you, him you, up. Like him. <laughs> okay. he, he has a song that says, "If you open your your uh, brain, what is it? If you open your mind too much, your brain will fall out." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a great way of saying it because I've always said that there's a difference. Like I said in treatment a few times, like that there's a difference between being open open minded and being naive. Yeah. Or and which is huh? Or gullible. Right. Exactly. Which is like, probably even worse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there, there's a there's a People don't see the distinction. They just, everything yeah. that comes in, I should automatically accept. No, being open minded is hearing somebody out. You know, not right. not having uh, you know all these preconceived ideas. You know, before you even hear mm-hmm. other the, hear the other side. Mm-hmm. It's it's and it's it's being critically yeah. be, having critical mind. Yeah, crit, uh, critical, critical thinking, thinking yeah, and a uh, healthy sense of skepticism. Right, mm-hmm. accepting things when you have evidence. Right, um, science. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, scientific method. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that whole thing. So, yeah, turn the will over to life. You know, so here's the thing. I tried to uh, I tried to use love. So I tried to use love in place of all of these uh, where it said God, uh-huh. right? And it's easy to do in the yeah. 12 steps. Right. Um, it actually is. Um, the problem I face is that when I get into the big book, which is like AA's Bible, uh-huh. um, is, that, uh, is that it's – it's it's not interchangeable you know oh. there's a lot of like like okay so praying to the it's okay i shouldn't say it's perfect in the 12 steps because here's the thing yeah like praying for the knowledge of mm. his will and the power to carry that out mm. um uh you know how I'm, how am i going to pray for the knowledge of love's will and it gets it gets messy mm-hmm, yeah. you know so yeah. it's 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 set up in a way that god is the only acceptable answer in right. some of in some in, in context you know mm-hmm. so it's difficult to make that distinction make your own god and how do you know the will of a giant ketchup bottle and people <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and people are saying that i overthink it they say that uh you know uh oh god oh the other day in group i uh I somebody, would say that they underthink it. Somebody criticized, <laughs> yeah, right. Somebody criticized me, and they said, they said that, uh, they said, uh, Aaron. Okay, so this is a criticism, mind you. Okay. So they said, Aaron, I know everything just needs to make sense to you, and everything <laughs> needs to be concrete. And I was like. And only in this you? room would that be seen as a criticism. I was like, <laughs> only in this room, like nowhere else in the world, you know, would that be seen as a criticism of me? Right. You know, it's, I don't know. It's funny, yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird world there. It was like the, you know, so many people um, point to these really vague arguments for God, like where did everything come from mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's like, like the, the the level of uh, credulity that these people have when mm. they use these arguments is beyond what they would use in everyday life. Right. Like for nothing else in their life right. would they use right. such crappy arguments, false dilemma arguments. Yeah. Uh, you know these binary arguments they mm-hmm. they use. Uh, you know against me a few times as uh, a <laughs> this this gem. 
And now, uh, <laughs> uh, would you would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? I was like, why can't can I? Is there a C? Can I choose? Right. Can I choose both? <laughs> can I be both? <laughs> yeah, like, All of the above. Yeah, and, and and it's just it just lacks so much nuance in it, and it's it, they they make this like false dilemma argument yeah. where like I only have I have A or B, you know? It's like yeah. it's not well, that it's not just it's a not dilemma, black and white. It's, it's the uh, a false dichotomy. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's the the logical fallacy. Right. It's like saying. Uh, like uh, what is it Pascal's wager which is a common argument for God um, if you decide to believe then you go to you have the chance of going to heaven if you decide <laughs> not to this. believe then you you <laughs> yeah. won't even have the chance after you're, you're dead you'll automatically lose right. if there is yeah. a, an what does it hurt to believe this is really right exactly but the, the problem though is that that presents a false dichotomy there's not yeah. just two options no. it's well, you could be right, or the Muslims could be right, or the right. Mormons could be right, or the atheists could be right, right, or the Jains could be right, or the yeah. Jews could be right. It's like I it's, love, I know. love how Dawkins <laughs> says it. He says that uh, we're all atheists because right. you're an atheist to Thor, you're an atheist yeah. to Zeus, you're an atheist to uh, you know every. Uh, I just believe one less god than you do. The, yeah, exactly. He says mm-hmm. that exact same mm-hmm. thing. And uh, you know what's funny? Like I also I also talked about the phrase, uh, or, or uh, I also. Uh, um, I don't know. I came up with this whole thing, and it, and this isn't to not be, uh, 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 dis, I guess, to discount the struggles, the real struggles of uh, you know um, homosexual people mm-hmm. in America. I just want to preface it with that. But I wanted to say that there's, I think that there's more closeted atheists than there are closeted homosexuals, um, and I think. Possibly. Yeah, and I'm, I don't want to make that – I know that's a blanket statement. I don't mm-hmm. have any evidence to back it up. But what, I, what I'm trying to say <laughs> that – you know, and it's – it's yeah, I've not done studies. But here's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. like I just – at some level, um, I think people, even the most devout Christians, have some doubt. And I think that just an atheist's um, presence in a room ought to make, automatically makes them have that self-doubt. And mm-hmm. so it's I'm a threat – even mm-hmm. though I don't recognize as such, and yeah. even though I don't present myself as such, and like you're not trying to deconvert anyone. No, I'm not. I'm really not, and I don't <laughs> care. Like uh-huh. I, you know, like on some level, I, 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 I feel bad. You know that 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 they're so caught up in it, um, and especially ones mm-hmm. that hate that have a lot of self hate. You know, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I, I feel bad for that. But th- but I'm not trying to actively convert anybody. I'm not trying to like be a militant atheist, like Dawkins says. Right. Which you know. in the other direction would be called a missionary. Right. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. You know, but it's it's it just kind of I don't know. The more I talk to very religious people, the the, the they 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 always have this defensive nature, like they need to prove me wrong to validate their own beliefs, mm-hmm. and yeah. um and and they and, do yeah in, in a sense yeah but but I don't take that approach with them and so mm-hmm. it's it's funny because I'm very secure because okay so like when when someone's secure in their beliefs uh, they don't feel the need to attack mm-hmm. you know they're like I'm comfortable I'm content yeah. you know it's like they have this. They don't. They have a different tone in the way they explain things. You know, if, right. if somebody's being defensive, if somebody's, you know, it's 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 they're stressed. They have anxiety. They, you know, it's like all these these things that you, body language that mm-hmm. you know pick up from people that uh you know they they posture themselves de- defensively and then they then uh you know I'll I'll have people that'll just come up to me and start arguments you know down in St George you know like mm-hmm. out of nowhere like you know yeah. I, I I I wait tables you know like. I have I have tables that will get into arguments with me, and you wonder yeah. like how can I make that leap of uh, you know what kind of drink do you want to atheism? Well, anyway, that, that I don't know. It's it's funny, but uh, I won't go into it. 
but but uh it's 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 funny how uh how that response is and i don't know you guys probably felt the same way like it's it it uh there is a certain defensiveness yeah and it's actually something that we we talked about a little bit with my sister megan mm-hmm. um when she was on one of our f- first episodes um she talked about that book um the one about the apes mm-hmm. study right yeah i forget what it was called yeah, do you I remember? remember what it was called i can't remember anyway um but there's they talk about this idea that um when you have um, a, approximately like 50% of doubt, mm. that's when you double down in your belief, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> because when you're super confident, you don't have to like do all of these things to like reassure yourself that you still believe it. You just go about your day. Right. When you have that 50% of doubt, you do as much as you can to convince yourself that you still believe it. And right. then when you drop below that, then you start to like say, okay, screw it. I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But, that's, that's, which totally changes your perspective when you walk around Utah and see all of these people doubling, doubling down. down. Right. You know? Well, and, 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 and it goes into like this whole thing of, uh, you know, it's like, why cry at a funeral then? If you really mm-hmm. believe it, you right. know, if you really yeah. wholeheartedly believe that, mm-hmm. why are you crying? Why are you being a jerk? You know, it's like, you're going to live for eternity, dude. Like you're going to see him in a minute, you know, yeah. it's like, and mm-hmm. in, in, in the grand scheme of things, you got yeah. like a couple of years and then you're going to go see grandma again. Like, mm-hmm. like if you really believe it, like, you know, and it's not like you really spend that much time with her anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she always knitted you a crappy sweater for Christmas. And when you're in heaven, you're going to have separate mansions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like even in the way they, even in the way they dis, like they discuss death or they discuss, uh, um, uh, I, you know, I, I can't think of another example, but there's plenty, you know, where it's like there's almost this innate sense of skepticism within them that they don't yeah. want to recognize anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they don't always think things through to their logical end. Right. And when you do, yeah. as an outsider... It freaks them out. It freaks them out. And they think that you're overthinking. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. And they That's... automatically reject it. Yeah. yeah. Because you're the outsider. Right. right. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's funny how that is. Yeah. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we, uh, are we ready to move on to the next oh, one? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's quite a long rant on step three. <laughs> you really hate step this, three. This is going to take forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sum it up. We made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so wholeheartedly agree with that one. Um, uh, There is a lot of self-hate and a lot of, uh, you know, most of these people that come to these rooms don't come there um, because they just had a grand uh, uh, couple of years. Yeah, they're they're at their lowest point. Right, they come in there. They've done a lot of things that they have a lot of, uh, you know, pain over emotional mm-hmm. pain, a lot of emotional scarring, um, you know, whether it be from things they've done or things that um, were done to them, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so there's a lot of that. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of. Uh, um, so anyway, to identify and to take an inventory of everything that you've done wrong and to put it on paper, there's some kind of cathartic effect that, that gives, you know, I think anyone makes it real. Yeah, it makes it real, and you look at it, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yeah, I did that. I can, mm-hmm. I, 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 I did that. I don't identify as that, you know, like what I did isn't who I am, kind of a thing. It's, yeah. a, mm-hmm. it's a way to separate it. Mm-hmm. It's a way to, um, kind of, you know, be f- confronted mm-hmm. with the real. Because here's the thing: a lot of addiction is based around this idea of denial, mm-hmm. you know, and so, so to be confronted with the the um, the reality of of the things you've done, it's important. For, yeah. for a healing process. Yeah. So, yeah. 
this one makes a lot of sense to me. This is something that we would do in a regular treatment center. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. talking about things that you've done and then right. like, honestly thinking about why you did it and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It gets you through it. So we've got one good one or two <laughs> two good ones. Okay. <laughs> number one and number four. Yeah. Number no, four, I yeah. completely <laughs> like both of those. Yeah. yeah. Number five. We admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being. The exact nature of our wrongs. Yeah, so they had to throw that little caveat on there. Yep. Um, yeah, so <laughs> so obviously the God part, but everything mm -hmm. else, yes. Um, mm -hmm. To again, because it's easy to confront something yourself. It's it's there's something mm -hmm. about exposing yourself to another person yeah. that that uh, that makes it real, you know, by having a conversation about it, and to to. Uh, you know, not get a pullback from somebody when you're sharing your darkest, yeah. deepest things because they've done stuff too. And, it, yeah. it, you know, you find that connectivity, mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, and uh, you kind of come to terms with it, you know, yeah. like, I, so I think it's healthy. You know, this so. uh, this part here, um, admitting to another human being is probably the only part of the program that I really think is valuable. Okay. Um, because that, that to me is what treatment is all about. It's all about the social connection and identifying with other people that have similar experiences as you do. Mm -hmm. And they become that social support network. Um, you know, there's lots of different programs that aren't just, you know, the religious-based programs like AA and NA, uh, like secular sobriety, for example. Where the smart sobriety. Yeah. Uh, smart uh, I can't remember yeah. what it is. There's a few of them out there. They're, they're not as big and well-known. Mm -hmm. um, Smart recovery. That's it. Um, but the, the whole point, the whole point is that interconnection with other people mm -hmm. and people helping each other right. with similar problems. Yeah, community. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that, I think, is what it's, what it's all about. Like, mm -hmm. as long as you have that, mm -hmm. then a program can work for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I agree, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's your problem with five then? What was it? Um, admitting to God. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I, I thought you were. Like, I, I was saying that this this part about admitting to another human being is one of the good things. Oh, okay. All right. For some reason, I take it. Maybe, that... maybe I phrased it weird. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Well, yeah. you said it was like the only thing in the whole it, thing. It's one of the basically well, that you it, agreed with. It's the thing. It's the biggest thing. I yeah. should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the part that I think is the most important. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because doing a moral inventory and like really examining yourself is valuable. Right. But it's not going to give you the support system that's going to keep you on track. Right. You right. Know? Like that, that is like a stepping stone to talking to another person mm -hmm. about, about, about this yeah, problem. Yeah, well, that's exactly Which what is it why is. It's it came yeah. before. You're yeah. supposed to, you're, uh, <laughs> you take the inventory and then you go over it with a sponsor. It's suggested right. to go over it with a sponsor. You know, mm -hmm. somebody that you trust, you know, that yeah. isn't going to expose all your mm -hmm. dirty laundry. Because so. dirty laundry is gross. Number six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Uh -huh. Um, well, that's <laughs> just think of your giant ketchup right. bottle. It sounds like repentance. What's funny? It is. It is. This is a repentance process. The 12 uh, steps is based around a repentance. It's a repentance why, process. Which is that's why I think it, it was so easy for the Mormon church to come up with their own 12 step. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is. It's, mm -hmm. it, 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 it works in tandem with it mm -hmm. completely. And, 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 oh gosh, I hated those. Um, because it was, it was so Mormon. It was, <laughs> it was, you know, okay. So like, you know, I have my problems with AANA. I, right. I, I, I feel completely home there. I don't feel like I'm being judged. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm very, it's very just, it's open. You know, yeah. you can kind of say whatever you, you want. Like, and, mm -hmm. and unless it's going against some of these traditions or like against some of the, you know, this uh, cultural 
it's it's very loose. There's oh. very little that that you can't get away with. You know, mm. one of them being like cross talk. I can't shout at you for, while you're sharing. You know, it's like oh. that's that's a big taboo. But other other than a few things, it's pretty open. In the in yeah. in the LDS 12-step, there's you know bishop and there's his wife or something or mm. like a missionary. Um, and uh, uh, you know they're not addicts. You know they want to help. They're very mm. sweet, kind people, as a lot of Mormons are. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's 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 just it's just this tone. It's different. They don't yeah. they don't discuss um, things in a real way that they like they occur. They yeah. they it, they Mormons censor are, things. Are very Mormons are very reserved in the way that mm-hmm. they talk to yeah. other other Mormons right. about their problems. Yeah, culturally. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can imagine being inside of that building and just uh, I guess the. Uh, I guess the symbolism, you know, is playing it, playing with mm. your mind a little bit. You know, you're like, oh, I'm in a Mormon church. I can't discuss that, you know? So right. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, whereas like being in an AA, you can really kind of throw things out there, you know? Mm. And, and when you're feeling like a horrible person, you know, mm. you can say like, I'm being terrible right now and this is what I'm thinking, mm. you know? I'm not going to do it, but I want to do this, you know? And you can no. say whatever the hell you want, you know, whatever comes to mind. Um, Aside from hurting an elderly elderly person or something, you know, maybe even that. Who knows? But <laughs> depending on the room, but uh, but uh, but it, but but within there, you know, there's still a lot of this shame associated with it. There's a lot of this like tone of shame and like. Yeah. That like that like yeah we accept you to a point but we don't want to hear all the dirty details you can come hang out here but like right. we don't want to hear Just about say everything you have a problem yeah and, and let's don't move take the on sacrament. don't right. take the exactly sacrament. yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway I don't Talk want to, to criticize them completely because I think it's good that they have a program for their members you know at least mm. like that they're willing to acknowledge that there is a program within that segment of society and they're willing to like put something forward mm. even if it's you know. It's, if it's um, has has its own uh, if it's if it has its own fallacies, you know, or whatever, it's mm. it's still, you know, yeah. it's um, imperfect, but still right. helps people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's an important point, and that's something that a lot of people when they, they talk about these sorts of things, especially the God aspect, they overlook that that yeah. it does help some people. It does yeah. You know, I don't and, want to take away from that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Uh, number seven, we humbly asked him, capital H. See, okay. To... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's so many of these things, and I could seriously probably like a 24 hour period talk about this stuff yeah. because it's 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 been driving me crazy, and it's yeah. I don't have a lot of like minded people down there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like one or two uh, people that kind of think how I do, mm-hmm. and um, we compl- we we lose our minds about it constantly. <laughs> and well, um, I would imagine, yeah. yeah <laughs> so we we'll have a group, and then we'll be like, "Did you hear that?" And he's like, "Yeah, I was, I was fuming," you know. So um. And I'm like, good, uh, you know, and that anyway, but, uh, that'd be called co-signing each other's BS down there, but, um, uh, in the rooms, I guess. But, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, um, uh, there is this, uh, you know, such a, uh, uh, Christian, uh, sexism that mm-hmm. is so apparent and, and they say, oh, you know, that's the language. That's how it was written back long ago, blah, blah, blah. If right. you don't believe God's a he, you can say she. But through in the entire mm. big book of AA, it's all he, what, it's all what he, gender? what he wants. It has a, it's gender what, specific. Yeah. So well, it's, what, what, what is the gender of a giant ketchup bottle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, I, you know, one guess, you know, All right, well, so. Depends on the shape of the ketchup. <laughs> yeah, I, guess so. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, I was picturing one of the glass ones. Um, We're keeping it clean. Right. <laughs> okay, so let me uh, finish reading that one. We humbly ask him 
to remove our shortcomings. Mm. Yeah, so I don't like I don't like the gender specific <laughs> specificity specificity. Mm. Um, it it always bothered me. I always said that, and it, it, it used to drive me crazy. Like yeah. I, I was just like I can't I can't separate that. Uh, uh, from this idea of God is you want me to uh, you want me to make up my own God but then you call it a he and then mm. that's like that putting that pronoun on it does so much for it to it loses it's it's hard to explain it, yeah. it it takes away from like me trying to fit it to me how can something omnipotent really have a gender right yeah <laughs> right and so like like that just the phrasing in it takes me out of like I'm trying to trying to go along with it, go along with it. Then I hear some a pronoun like that, and it it uh, it, it it makes it not real for me again. You yeah. know, I'm just like ah, I can't I can't Undoes do it. Undoes all of that. Pretend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm trying. I'm because I really did. Like you know, I really did try to like you know take their perspective and try and apply it because I really desperately wanted to stay clean. I wanted to. Yeah. They told me this is the only way to do it, right? So I so I go in there. I'm like, okay, I'm willing to do anything, you know. And and uh, but still, just like it just. It's, it, it just was kept kept going in my mind. So anyway, yeah. so the he thing pisses me off. So I just mm. wanted to at least acknowledge that. What about the idea of uh, a god or a higher power removing shortcomings, See, or okay. defects of character? Yeah, and 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 I don't know. So they 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 use these words as interchangeable, like meditate on it, you know. Which mm-hmm. I don't think, like you know, okay, like I'll meditate for somebody to remove my shortcomings, and the idea that something else removes my shortcomings and. There's so many mm-hmm. little things, um, uh, you know, if you lo- follow the logical progression, you know, no. it, like like a lot of them don't. And that's not to call anybody stupid. It's just it's, you know, it's a different perspective. And I'm I, I just can't not do that. I just yeah. naturally do that. Yeah. And so anyway, it's it's difficult for me f- to uh, to not logically work everything through. So, yeah. So like having something else other than myself remove my shortcomings. Um, so now I'm placing like responsibility of my shortcomings on something else or made, were they inherent and now they're mm. taking it away, but I got to like pray first. Like, why do I have to, you know, yeah. it's just like uh, you created me with these shortcomings. Now I'm asking you to take them away. Why put right. them in there in the first place? Uh, you know, it's, it's this, this whole right. thing. It's, it's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Well, it, yeah. And this is something that, that again, jumps out to me because again, I work in treatment and, uh-huh. and this kind of language is bothersome because it's, again, we don't teach that you lose your diagnosis. Right. We don't say once you're done with treatment, you're not going to be bipolar anymore. Mm. You know, we're not removing bipolar disorder from you. Right. You know, we're teaching you, we're giving you tools to help you manage your bipolar disorder. Right. You know, and, and that's kind of the way that I look See, at, at yeah. addiction. It's mm-hmm. like, we're, we're giving you tools to help you manage your addiction. We're not taking it away. Right. You know? Yes. And that's exactly what it is, yeah. you know, because I still very much have it. If I start, if I picked up today, you know, like right. you'd, you'd see me in a few days and I'd be a completely different person. You know, it's like, yeah. it's still there, you know, it's mm-hmm. still very much there. Um, it's just, yeah, it's manageable now. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm, 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 I'm doing maintenance on it. I have, I have an awareness of my shortcomings, mm-hmm. right? You know, I know where, where, where I, I have a tendency to point the finger, and I think all people do these, these, these uh, things that they, igno- they they describe as shortcomings in the big book. You know, like um, victimizing yourself, playing the victim, like mm-hmm. oh, woe is me, nobody else has issues. You know, it's this very selfish, driven lifestyle. It's yeah. this very because that's what addiction is. Very selfish. You know, it's very about mm-hmm. me. You know, a lot of since I hated myself, I identified as um, uh, somebody with humility. 
when mm. that's not the same thing. Humility isn't the you same know? as having a low opinion of yourself. Right. It's not. Mm. It really, you know, it's like. It's called low self-esteem. Right. You yeah. can still have an ego, mm. you know, and lead an ego-driven life, which is like a concept I learned in treatment, but like, like, and still have no self-worth. You know, it's, it's mm. weird. It, you know, it's. Um, be an egomaniac with no self-worth like you know it, that seems like a that, paradox that seems like a paradox but i think it also uh, aptly describes much of uh, hollywood and celebrities yeah yeah well yeah it's it's <laughs> you know, uh-huh yeah, yeah it's, it's very true like there's a lot of vanity mm-hmm. you know? yeah yeah no they're not not a lot of substance you know mm-hmm. yeah okay so i i see where you're going with that but mm-hmm. like um so uh uh you know those those uh those shortcomings um those things that uh that all addicts uh, have a tendency to do um, you know, there's there's a whole list, a whole dog list of, of things that that could describe this behaviorally that, that uh-huh. they do. You know, the victimization, the ego, the the selfishness, the uh, denial, like all these mm. things or whatever. Having an awareness of these shortcomings, um, and especially uh, what it leads to, um, mm. as far as an addict's mind, um, uh, is is good to have. It's good to have this awareness. So yeah. So so again, it's like I partially like I agree with you know the concept. Um, of uh, at least having acknowledgement of them and so having an awareness of them so they don't take you back out you know yeah. um but in the and that makes sense to me yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but the idea of removing them just it, it jumps out right as like uh, an unrealistic expectation exactly it's, yeah you know yeah well yeah. and at what point in a person's life have they not already asked for this to be removed from them yeah like in my yeah. head anyone that believes in a god it's at some point in their life prayed to that god and mm-hmm. asked for him to help them take it away that's a good right. point you yeah. know and yeah. for some reason now it's going to work because you're in this program like yeah. that was, to me doesn't stopping, make sense what was stopping the omnipotent ketchup bottle in, right in the first place and depending on <laughs> you your concept <laughs> and depending, i'm gonna ride this all the way to the end <laughs> and depending on your concept of god like my concept of god growing up in the mormon church was he gave me these shortcomings mm-hmm. for a reason mm-hmm. like he's not going to take them away you're supposed to overcome them or learn to live with them so right. having that phrasing in that mm-hmm. automatically like doesn't even work for me if i was like lds still in a program like that yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I see that yeah it's it's yeah. uh you know uh the whole idea that uh you know the devil wanted to you to be perfect and right and right then the, the, the the whole idea of free agency and mm-hmm. uh, that whole thing plays into it yeah so yeah i see that but yeah at least like i don't know we all we're imperfect you know and mm-hmm. so like having right. an awareness of this these things that these behaviors that that could lead you down that road again you know and so that's all that is yeah um yeah. so conceptually i totally agree um uh you know in context it's hard for me to yeah. completely agree with it you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um, number eight, we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to, to them all. And again, that's, I think that's great. Yeah. You know, um, and here's the thing is, uh, you know, uh, the next step also plays a role in this or mm-hmm. like it's the 10th step. I think, I, I don't know exactly in order, um, but, uh, and it talks about those amends and it talks about making direct amends to people we've it's harmed. It's the next one, number nine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So direct amends to people we've harmed, you know, and. And, mm. and and paying those people back and you mm. know and uh and honestly all that's doing is it's 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 increasing your self-esteem it's like mm. i am a good person you know like i i made some really crap decisions you know but yeah. but like now like you know um now that i'm on the ninth step and here's the thing like i used to think for some reason like the the 12 steps were something i could get done with it within like an hour this, <laughs> these are things that people um that they they spend uh months even years like, um, yeah. um, and it's cyclical. It never ends. So mm. it's this, it's this thing that, you know, 
um, you keep working these, and then yeah. then then you learn to to work them in your daily life. Um, you know, to well, make amends. Is, and that is exactly the Mormon repentance process. Right, it never ends. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right. So you because you always you're human, so you're always yeah. making mistakes. So, mm-hmm. so and and those things uh, that self hate and mm-hmm. uh, you know that uh, that. Uh, um, that uh, can lead to other behaviors, you know. So yeah. it's 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 uh, you know um, uh, hating yourself again and, and and leading you back into that like way of thought, you know. That it, it has it has a way of leading you out mm. um, back into active addiction. So anyway, that's what that's trying to com- combat is uh, you know um, when you mess up, you know, make an amends to that person, yeah. and then wherever possible, make a direct amends if you like steal something or you, mm. you know. So it's 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 really trying to get you aligned with your own personal code of ethics mm-hmm. and to stand by it and to live by it, to gain to that, to garnish that self-worth, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's, I, th- I think that's, that's, that's insanely important for, for most people and especially addicts, you know? Yeah. So number nine, just it's exactly as you said, it goes directly with it. It says make, we made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, in tandem, those are fine. Mm-hmm. You make a list and then you do it. Right. Uh, number 10, we continued to to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Yeah, I love them. I love all, mm. like, 8, 9, 10. Like, I'm mm. totally with it because that's what I do now. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I – uh, and that's what I do when I'm clean. And, and, it, and it gave me that awareness and that recognition that, like, that's who I am, and that's, like, mm. what I, who I am normally, right? So yeah. when you're and in who this, you want to be. Exactly, right, yeah. Which so, is an important aspect of it. It is, yeah. It's, this isn't just who you are in right. some like, existential sense. Be. It's who mm-hmm. you want to be. It, right. It's all about improving yourself and being the kind of person that you want to be. Exactly, and and mm-hmm. that, that, that garnishes that self-esteem, yeah. that self-worth, and it all collectively works together mm-hmm. to make you feel good about yourself. You know, yeah. and, and, and that's a lot of the reason people use because they don't feel good about themselves. They don't feel good about their behavior. Mm-hmm. They think they've screwed up past the point of recogn- or uh, past the point of uh, return, yeah. and 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 so f it. I'm just I'm done. You know, I'm just yeah. go, I'm on my way out. You know, and and so uh, you know, and that's that in lies like that. Uh, yeah, the people that never get out. You know, mm-hmm. because they've they've just said screw it. I'm done. And, you know, I'm giving up. You know, and so by doing this, you know, it's it's gaining some of that back. So um, number eleven. We sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. They have that in italics in both of those phrases. I know. Um, praying <laughs> only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. They want to emphasize that mm-hmm. um, because – and they really emphasize that heavily, and which yeah. I think is funny because it uh, it is in italics. And uh, you'll see that um, a lot um, because they really want to identify as a non-religious program. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are one, so it's extremely <laughs> difficult. They just want to admit it's it. really hard. <laughs> yeah, they're in denial. Um, <laughs> yarn. But uh, 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 no, it's funny. It uh, it uh, and and you know what? I don't know. All in all, there are people that have created their own gods that are very happy with them. Their personal gods. They pray. And Did, they 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 do the whole deal ex- except identify as Christian. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about the universe or energy, like which right. I hate a lot. But because um, like the idea that the universe it just it makes me laugh. I just I don't know. Anyway, and, so, uh, so what is um, the strangest god you've heard of in these meetings? <laughs> the strangest god. <laughs> 
Um, oh yeah, uh, the uh, let's think. Or uh, the one that's giving you the the most pause. Oh okay, well, like really? Yeah, a doorknob. I mean, I said the ketchup bottle, but like one, this dude was named. That's his name. Sorry. Maybe I'm breaking anonymity. I don't know. I hope not. Um, Do I need to take that out? I think he died. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) All right, there's this guy. Let's just say that. There's this guy. um, His name, God Rock, we'll say Jim. (laughs) Anyway, um, he... uh, he uh, would carry around this rock and he'd uh-huh. pray to it. He'd hold it, and so it was just important for him to mm-hmm. have some tangible object that he uh, could look at, like while he was praying. So it felt like much it... like a giant ketchup bottle, right? <laughs> exactly, it's the same kind of deal. And um, anyway, um, yeah. So that one's that's odd. Uh, it, the light bulb, I already said. Uh, uh, Oh, gosh. And these are ones that people actually use. No joke. Uh, like a key. People have said a key. Um, you know, like a house key? Yeah, well, it's like it's perfect in the fact that it only opens one. <laughs> I don't know. They, well, they, there's some really... Well, wouldn't it should perfect, be a master key. Wouldn't yeah. a perfect key be able to open any lock? Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially well, an omnipotent and, one. And maybe. You know, they're not all omnipotent. That's the thing that, like, uh, uh, that's, an, that's a distinction for sure is, like, a lot of them don't um, think that these are conscious um you know it's just the idea of praying it's mm. uh, the idea of you know getting outside yourself you know um making espousing it, making it a ritual yeah ritualizing mm. it espousing it to like the just externally just mm. maybe vocalizing it even i don't yep. know um i don't find that healing um i i okay so yeah. i was told i would feel silly yeah exactly okay good i yeah. really would i would yeah, be super me too. awkward yeah. me too okay uh, this is i can't get i can't tell you how <laughs> <laughs> how many floodgates have we opened oh uh, feels it yeah no no just how rela- how nice it is to be around like-minded people because i felt crazy for like the last little while you know because yeah. there's there's very few that identify with me mm-hmm. on a lot of this you know and i'm always in this defensive position but um yeah. i was told by a sponsor to um because he's very christian and uh, i was told to go into the desert and pray right and okay so the way they the way they construct this is that you have to um uh, it's uh are you willing to do anything mm-hmm. um even pray. to maintain your sobriety <laughs> are you willing to do anything you know are you willing mm-hmm. to do everything that's suggested right so they they preface it mm-hmm. with that so it's this idea you already have in your mind that like okay well if uh i i go against mm-hmm. um any of this these suggestions again I'm becoming terminally unique. I know what's best for me. What? what where did your best uh, ideas get you before? They got you yeah. here. So, like, uh, why not listen, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like all, this whole th- this is this conditioning yeah. that happens. Well, it sounds like they're setting themselves up to be omnipotent. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is sort of ironic. Well, and they even say that, like, you know, if it's if it's not a – if you can't think of a God, use the group, you know, or mm-hmm. good orderly direction, or they use the acronym, or mm-hmm. uh, uh, a group of drunks, um, you know, like a lot of these, you know, they, they throw around. Um, but uh, it's an interesting world. But um, they uh, – because I was 
I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I went down there. I'd never been yeah. to an AA meeting or an NA meeting before mm. I went down there. So that was my, my first time with it. And yeah. uh, so I was like, what the hell? Um, but, uh, <laughs> but where was I going with that? Um, left. No, you were going left. <laughs> no, anyway, they, they, uh, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of different, uh, uh, well, I had a, I had a point. I was, uh, um, talking about how, uh, um, gosh, I, I was I went on a rant. My bad. All right. I, I know I had a point. On? Yeah, that works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, God Rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember. When you when do you remember, just interject. Okay. Uh, so this is the last step. Twelve. Uh, we having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. Oh. Uh, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Great step. Um, I remembered. Okay, so I was asked by a sponsor to go in the middle of the desert, right, and to pray. So, oh yes, yes, that's yes, where yes. I was going yes. with that. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, I said I would, and I said I would go do it. Yeah. And I don't know why it always has to be the desert, but I don't it's know. Utah. Where else are you gonna go? Yeah, I know, but it's like <laughs> go out to the desert. It's supposed to be like out in the middle of nowhere, right? But it's yeah. just the desert here. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, yeah, out in the middle of nowhere, and you know, to to uh, like someplace you feel peaceful and blah blah blah. You know, I'll go out there and, you know, pray and to ask for guidance and da da da, mm-hmm. and, you know, all these things. And I said, sure. You know, and I even shared about it in a meeting and um, that I was going to go do this and that I was an atheist and I felt completely uncomfortable doing this. Mm-hmm. And then over the next couple of weeks, I stopped calling this sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas before, mm-hmm. I was calling him a lot and. I, I could I couldn't do it anymore because I wasn't going out to the desert and I wasn't gonna pray. Like I <laughs> I couldn't make myself do that. Yeah. Because I knew how insane that would be to me. Like like okay, like if I were to tell and then the only way I could explain this is that, like if I was um if I told you the only way to uh get sober was to believe in Thor. You know, and you're like, Well, I don't believe in Thor. That, that's that makes sense to me. That's crazy. <laughs> right? I don't believe in Thor. That's I crazy. Mean, who knows more about getting hammered than Thor? <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. That's a solid Word, pun. Wordplay. That's a solid pun there. No, but I uh I, I was like I was like but I, I, I said, uh, you know, okay, if you don't believe in Thor, uh, create your own Thunder God. Yeah. And you're like, Well, I don't believe in Thunder Gods. Like that's insane. Like what yeah. like you know what I mean? Like yeah. It's it's just it's 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 hard for them to understand how difficult that would be, and it's not because yeah. I'm unwilling. It's because I know to myself I'd be it's, sitting in the desert and I'd be speaking to myself like a crazy person, yeah. and I just I it's, it's not going to do anything. Worldview. Yeah, it is. It completely, and they yeah. and they fail to acknowledge that, and they fail to recognize that, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's just difficult to to find yourself in that situation because you want to mm-hmm. get better, yeah. and you're vul- you're you're at a vulnerable position in your life where you're easily moldable and you're malleable you know and you and it's good to come in Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. you know because like if you don't if you have your mind made up you're not going to get sober so Mm -hmm. so it's this weird position i find myself in where at one point i want to be malleable i want to be changeable but at Mm -hmm. the same time it's like i can't go against my own beliefs and i can't go against and i don't even like the word beliefs right um principles there you go Yeah. yeah like like um yeah, I, I just feel like there's a religious connotation to the word. I just, I don't know, it drives me crazy when they say beliefs too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. Like principles, you know, it's like I, uh, understandings, worldviews, you know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's completely um, the inverse of that. And so I, I, I can't, I can't do it. It's, yeah. it's hard. So, so have you ever looked into some of the more secular options or were those not available like regionally? Cause I, I know that they're not everywhere. They're not. And um, no, 
I haven't. I yeah. uh, I uh, I know what they're. I, I I know the basic idea. Um, uh-huh. I haven't really looked into it. You know, here's the thing. Um, AA and NA are so widespread and so yeah. out there. Um, it's easy to find meetings. Um, it's easy to have a community. It's easy uh-huh. to. Um, uh, I get a lot when I go to meetings. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, I like hearing people's life experiences, hearing people's, you know. So I don't want to advocate against AA. I don't want this to come off in that well in that realm because, like, mm-hmm. in, in reality, like, it's the only thing that I found that like helps me out finding that community and yeah. finding that um, empathy from people that have gone through that same stuff. You know, mm-hmm. that like that can identify with a lot of things that I thought made me a crazy person. So, mm-hmm. so that's, that's, I love it. I go, I, I go voluntarily, you know, it's yeah. not like I'm like court ordered or something. I go voluntarily. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I go because I like to go. I like the people there identify with them. They're funny. It's like, and, uh, they speak a lot of truth, you know, and a lot yeah. of like really good life principles. So I don't want to deter from that fact, but, um, but, uh, or that's, from, that's or, good. That's, that's something that, uh, again, like a lot of people in the atheist community kind of overlook uh-huh. um, because they want that secular option to be the option, right? To, to be the common option. Right. But I mean, what you're saying is like, even though there is this re- religious aspect to it, there's still value. There's a ton of value. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't want to try and I, I, I'm not trying to advocate anybody out of the idea of going to AA or NA <laughs> because it helped me a lot. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to say that, but I, but I'm just trying to define and I guess describe the difficulty that I've faced, you know, in that world, uh, mm-hmm. believing the way that I do, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, uh, no, there is a lot of value to it. There's a lot of like really good, uh, mm-hmm. uh, good principles, good things, I guess, like not just for addicts, for all people, you know, like, yeah. like if you went to a meeting, you'd get something, you know, like mm-hmm. you would. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, because this is people being vulnerable, being at the realist and they're, 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 they got, they take the mask off, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's, it's a world that's, it's, it's, they're not trying to like be somebody they're not Mm -hmm. trying to like um uh, you know have this imagery of like who they are like you know like uh where their ego you know what i mean that they're stripped down they're um they're real and it's 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 refreshing it's it's nice Mm -hmm. to be around so anyway okay um uh can we move on from yeah absolutely okay so going back sorry no, no you're, you're you're good this is this is one of the big things that i wanted to talk to you about okay um i hope so if, if you were comfortable i, oh, totally. I wasn't sure if you were yeah. gonna be comfortable talking yeah. about it no, i don't mind yeah um so kind of going going back to as we found out <laughs> so, so um have you ever considered yourself to be a true believer no that's something that's funny that i yeah. just barely realized um i shouldn't say barely but over the course of like Maybe the last uh, last year I've been saying that. Yeah. Like, I never was. Like, yeah. ah. Well, I was talking to my mom when I was, I was coming up here. Um, uh, it was funny because I'm like, do you remember? So so I've always suffered from panic attacks. I've always suffered from, uh, you know, like uh, my grandmothers on both sides had uh, – had a uh, schizophrenia um, uh, with uh, episodes of psychosis. And, oh, wow. Um, um, anyway, uh, so I don't know if that's me. I don't know, but but all I know is I go into these psychotic episodes if I – and that's the only way to describe them because mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not your uh, typical like panic attack type um, mm-hmm. you know, where you think you're going to die, but you're still like you know, uh, able Physically to keep fine. it together. Yeah. And like – yeah, you may mm-hmm. look like you have anxiety, but you're not bashing your head into walls or ripping your hair out. Like mm-hmm. those, are, that's, those are the places I'd get to. Okay, and the, all those came from, and they were all derived from the idea of an afterlife, and the idea of um, thinking of 
uh, that is my only option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because this is be- this is before this was when I was very young. You know, this is like I'm talking like five or six. Oh wow! You know, is my first time remembering having panic attacks, mm-hmm. and I remember used to wanting to be a cartoon cartoon character because they had. And I really would – so this this kind of shows you – You're five. You're this, this kind of shows you like how young this started, you know? Yeah. Like that's why that's why I say this because I, I remember liking the idea of uh, uh, Dennis the Menace not knowing when he existed and when he ended. And I – does that make sense? Huh. So the episode – He just kind of came into being. Right. He came into being and then was he was a, cut was and he cut. was done mm-hmm. and he had no recollection of mm-hmm. – of ever existing, and it was the episode was off when it was off, and and he he didn't have to worry about it, you know. So that's well, funny, isn't right? That, isn't that uh, was it a Mark Twain quote where they ask him about uh, does he fear death? He says, "I oh, imagine yeah. that the uh, I, I didn't uh, fear any anything like the billion years before I was born. Why would I fear?" The you know the billion years after that's so, yeah, something it's, it's along great. those lines yeah yeah, yeah. same like, thing I have no recollection of it like why would I yeah. why would I worry why would I be afraid yeah. but the <laughs> it's funny because I I used to envy that right I used to oh. envy the, the the fact that he wasn't even self aware mm-hmm. you know it's like I was too young to you know uh, yeah. I didn't have the vocabulary to like un, like explain myself you know so yeah. people look at me like I was crazy when I tried to explain this but <laughs> like <laughs> but like uh, I remember well, like I remember I didn't <laughs> yes I remember trying to explain this to my mom and stuff when I was very young and then I also uh, I remember watching like Terminator 2 like Judgment Day and watching like you know the in scene like one of the in scenes where like you know Sarah O'Connor's like against the the fence the chain link fence she's like ah and she's um, like the world's coming to an end and I just read Revelation um, because I've always been I've always been intrigued by it yeah. for some reason like I've always been intrigued oh, by nuts. that aspect of it and uh, but but I ne- but it scared the hell out of me at the same mm-hmm. time so it was weird. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I felt very uncomfortable, um, uh, with the entire idea of an afterlife. Mm-hmm. So that's what I used to explain to p- the way I used to explain it is, uh, you know, I'd say, um, uh, you know, uh, it's like the whole rabbit, uh, with the carrot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the, uh, yeah, the, it's the uh, carrot. stick in the carrot, yeah, heaven's you know? the carrot and hell's the stick. Well, no, no. So. <laughs> So it's almost like a like 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 the, the your, your religious uh, people are running toward that that carrot on a yeah. stick, um, which is heaven, right? Yeah. You know, so it's guiding. They're 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 chasing that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm a rabbit who doesn't even like carrots. So why the hell am I running? Like you know, it's like I <laughs> yeah. you know. So 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 the prize wasn't even um, enticing enticing to me. Yeah. No, I it made me. That's it's interesting. Really scared. That, that that actually reminds me of a, a person that we baptized on my mission in Bulgaria. Um, this is a, a person who uh, joined the church in uh, like fall semester or whatever. She was a student and actually went home for Christmas break and then came back from Christ- Christmas break saying that she learned all the stuff from her brother about how Mormons are crazy and she doesn't want to be a Mormon anymore. You know, this is like a month after she was baptized. And she and and in this conversation where she's telling us this, we're like, but don't you want to be a god? Like like we're offering you the chance to be a Mormon god, right. you know? And she was like, that doesn't sound appealing. I don't want to be a god. And to me, being raised in the Mormon church, <laughs> right. I'm like, like what? I didn't realize there was an option. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> I don't want to be right. a god. Who doesn't want? Who doesn't want to be a god? <laughs> Because she wouldn't I, have actually been the god. Let, yeah. Let's be honest. I would make a great, right. That's I would a very make, good point. <laughs> I would make a great ketchup bottle. Yeah, you would. You would. You would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
You're sa- you're filled with uh, a red gooey goodness too, I guess. Probably. Yeah. I, I don't know about the color, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I think we're, all right. Don't follow that. Don't yeah. Follow yeah. That. Well, um. Let's see. So, so you didn't really go through a faith crisis then? No. In, in like a traditional sense. No, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so again, my position is uh, the non the non Mormon. Right. Right. So I take this defensive posture um, from kids at school. Um, I I constantly had to take the defensive role Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't want them to be right Mm -hmm. because I, I feel like I'd been, it's, it's hard to kind of explain. It's, it's, you know, I feel like uh, uh, they were telling me this entire time that I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. And Mm -hmm. I had to defend these positions um, and I was the minority, you know, and I identified yeah. as such. And so for me to switch over to their, uh, uh, sorry. So for me to, um, so, so I, I had this defensiveness about Christianity and my Christianity is mm-hmm. what I, cause I was like, I'm the Christian, you know, it's like, and I'm going against you right. or whatever, you know, you're the Mormons or anywhere whatever, else right? you'd be the mon- minority. Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird though, but, but it's the situation where like, I don't even know if I believed it. Uh-huh. But like I identified as a minority, and I wasn't gonna let them um, bash uh, on uh, 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 my your, Christianity, your up- upbringing my upbringing, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. because that's how I identified it. Is yeah. like, is like my family was different, and I had to defend my family. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. I, I almost, I don't even know if I identified it with, I identified you know my family and my Christianity as one and the same. Uh-huh. You know, so like, like I had to like defend exactly, like defend my upbringing yeah. more more than I was defending. Um, and defending my grandpa, you know, or defending my grandmother, you know, it's like, I I wasn't defending Christianity, you Mm. know, even though that's what I was defending, you know, I was defending. And so anyway, so I took that posture with it and I think I ran with it for a long time. And I think that fueled me for a long time. Um, but then presented with another option, Mm -hmm. atheism, you know, and it it always freaked me out. Like the Mm -hmm. idea, like, cause I was like, Oh you know, like, uh, um, now there's still some good here. And like, I still, you know, like I use that same argument to yeah. myself, mm-hmm. um, that you brought up earlier about, um, what's the harm, you know, yeah. if there is, there is, if there's not the, or sorry, if there is, and I believe it, or I try to believe it, then I, I win. If I don't ever try to believe it, then I lose automatically. Right. So like, mm-hmm. why, what's the harm in trying? Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about more. It's like, well, I'm just, I'm not being honest with myself, you know, it's right. just like, and, and I'd start researching more. I started listening to like, like thinkers that thought like me, you know, via YouTube and mm-hmm. whatever else and started listening to people, you know, that were secular. Um, and, uh, I remember feeling such a relief immediately like, yeah. and that's, that's another thing that people don't recognize. And I was talking to my mom about this earlier, that people don't recognize, um, that my atheism brings them, brings me the same relief that mm-hmm. their Christianity does. Yeah. Um, or at least what they propose their Christianity does. Right. Um, I, I, I don't under, I don't, they can't recognize that they, mm-hmm. they, they, they can't get their mind around the fact that. My disbelief in a deity mm-hmm. brings me just as much solace as mm-hmm. their belief in one. That's interesting because, like, in one of my very first posts on my blog um, a few years ago, I talk about how in Mormonism they have this concept in their repentance process of when you repent and ask God for forgiveness of a particular sin, um, it's it's like a, a 
bag of bricks being lifted from your shoulders right. and like you feel like this weight this come burden. off of you right yeah. yeah and like it's uh and which is easy to see with the whole concept of guilt and shame and all that kind of stuff right um but for me, when I finally acknowledged that I had doubts and that I didn't really believe the things that I was being taught, it it was a relief. Right. It it really yeah. was like yeah. it, it in the same kind of metaphorical sense. Yeah. You know exactly the same way they discuss it, and mm-hmm. it's 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 uh, and and that's what I have such a hard time explaining to them because yeah. I'm like I don't need to be saved, dude. Like yeah. Like I figured it out. I'm good. Like yeah. I don't have. And the funny <laughs> thing is, I don't have panic attacks anymore. Oh, really? It's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that scared the hell out of me. Like, mm-hmm. the idea of eternity, the idea of being conscious forever sounded mm-hmm. exhausting to me. And it yeah. sounded, and, it, and I thought and I was boring. Tra- yeah, and boring. <laughs> and I thought I was trapped, and I thought that was the only option. And it was either I was going to be uh, ex- ex- excru- in excruciating pain for eternity, which mm-hmm. is a long time, which people fail to recognize that, like, exactly, like, what that means conceptually, mm-hmm. or what even, like, like I always describe it in the, in the sense that like there's there's drama to life you know there's a beginning mm-hmm. there's an end there's you know like the the way a good movie is scripted right you know mm-hmm. you have the climax you have and yeah. then you have the logical conclusion and you know things come together and then, you know all these all these different points that are trying to be made you know um, through the thesis of the film you know what I mean yeah. it's like at the end it comes together it, and, it's the fact that it ends that it, that gives yeah, it meaning that gives it meaning and mm-hmm. gives it beauty and like and and, yeah. and, and, and and life is beautiful in that sense you know yeah. if you if you look at the trajectory of life and you look at it like like a like a like an arc you know yeah. it's it's interesting like how how uh like would the sistine chapel be any more magnificent if michelangelo was still constantly working at it right you know right yeah like exactly. at some point he's got to end it and say right. okay here it is right Ta-da. <laughs> it's like you know i i got a lot of like favorite films but if they never ended like yeah. I, i'm not gonna watch them like mm-hmm. you know you know what i'm saying i know that's a weird it, Anyway, but I'm just they saying they just turn that, into the office where right. just, they just don't have a, <laughs> yeah they don't have a logical conclusion or the Sopranos. Spoiler alert! But um, but um, but no, like uh, like I think the thing that gives life beauty, I think the thing that gives life like um, any type of uh, interest, it, like yeah. what makes it interesting, what at all, mm-hmm. what's the driving force between behind like. Um, most of uh, people uh, being motivated or driven, mm. you know, it's because there's an end, yeah. you know, it's like, and, and for me, uh, one of the things that I realized when I stopped believing was it's not just that it, there's an end, it's that you don't know how it's going to end. Right. Whereas religious pe- people believe that they know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. And now like humanity has become this grand opera that right. I get to watch. Right. And, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next presidential election. Right. Will Donald Trump win? Will right. Hillary Clinton win? win? Nuclear Holocaust? Else? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, Will we like, just blow up? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I don't know how it's going to end. Like, yeah. when there's not, like, this grand oversight directing things, yeah. that, like, giving you little hints yeah. about how things are going to end, all of a sudden things become a lot more interesting, at least for me. Right, and me know? too. And, and, and the funny thing is, is that, like, uh, like how people ask me, like, how I can live my life... Uh, 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 not, not, uh, not thinking that everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything like, does happen for a reason. A reason that you make, make up, up afterwards. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Yes, it's very true. In hindsight, everything happens for a reason. But it. Uh, the yeah, reason is physics. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, sorry, just because it makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not true. You know, yeah. and that's something that, uh, that they call I've, that a comfortable uh, delusion, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think that's what it is. I think that you know, it's it's such so so obviously man made. It's mm-hmm. so obviously a, a man made 
thing because mm-hmm. because you know there's this innate fear of death it, it comes to our basic core like of uh, like what makes you what makes a person a person like you know or, or what makes life life you know like yeah. even even the smallest creatures on the on the face of the earth they have an innate sense of survival they want to survive that's their driving force you know like mm-hmm. like it's a you know um, um, from our most basic instincts it's it's survival even even when our certain body systems shut down systematically and keep our heart intact and our mm-hmm. brain shuts down before like uh, our heart does because our brain can die and we can still be alive you know mm-hmm. or like parts of our brain can die and we can still be alive but if we lose our the functionality of our heart it's gone you know it's like it can, yeah. you know what I'm saying so like like everything that Which makes kind us of human vegetable do you want to be right right <laughs> but like everything that makes us human you know it's like this innate sense of survival it's Ketchup. You know, and so like the the idea that we're self aware and, mm. and we're sentient, you know, it's like we realize like oh, it's going to end. You know, we're yeah. like these other creatures don't have that mm. you know self awareness, so they're they're completely blind to. It. Otherwise, they'd probably yeah. be freaking out and creating their own gods too. Yeah. You know, but um, so what have been your uh, interactions with your family? Because your family's still very religious for mm-hmm. the most part, right? Yeah, they are. Um, are there are there any family members that share your views or? <laughs> Or uh, have you had like any real conversations with anybody? I, I imagine that you've talked to your your mom at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, my mom's great, and uh, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I like I, my my parents are really cool. Like, they're not they, you know. There is this, you know, Aaron's going through a phase thing, uh-huh. um, uh, but it's not like this antagonistic. You know, thing that, you know, they mm. still they'll invite me to church on Christmas and stuff, but mm. they know I don't really want to go. But I'm I'm being nice, and you know, I'm spending time with my family. That's the way I look at it, and I like the songs, whatever. Yeah. You know, but uh, but um, that sounds a lot nicer than being invited to like my mom's ward. See, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah I wouldn't like, go if I was invited. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> doesn't sound as fun, mm. but it, it it but yeah. So like, um, they're cool about it. You know, my dad. He 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 will uh, you know corner me every now and again with something that he thinks I haven't heard before, I haven't thought about, yeah. you know, and uh, I'll like. What I, are some of the arguments that he gives you? Um. Well, he claims he used to be an atheist. I don't believe him. He's like a Kirk Cameron atheist. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's more like, undecided. Than, yeah. Than really exactly. An like I, I know you weren't. Um, <laughs> but uh, he uh, he'll 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 ident- okay. So he he uses like oh gosh, he's this is embarrassing. Kind of he uses arguments like <laughs> even better. Like yeah, the the like okay, Aaron. So what's the chances that like a perfectly intact 1964 Impala, um, you know, is on another planet? So, yeah, exactly. Mm. And so it's like, but you think the complexities that make you a blah 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 blah. You know, it's like, and it's like ah, yeah, it's it's I, it's hard to even start. I have, I have a pretty good counter to that. Do you? Okay. Well, this isn't mine. Okay. I, I can't remember exactly where I've heard it. I've heard a lot of people say it. Right. Um, the argument from design is like a puddle saying how the hole that it sits in is specifically designed for its shape. Mm. When in fact, it's actually the opposite. We've adapted to that shape. The, pe- the puddle like molded to yeah. the hole that it sits in. I like Not that. the other way around. Right. The argument from, from design says that the puddle came first and then the hole was constructed around it. Right. Now, that's an interesting way to look at it. That's yeah. that's actually really good. Yeah. No, anyway, so he uses that one. He uses the, you know, what are you going to lose? And then he also, he uh, he uh, asks, oh, his big one, though, his real big one has always been, where do I find my ethics from? Where And, mm-hmm. and, and something I've had to describe to him 
over and over again that it's possible to have ethics and be an atheist and mm-hmm. and not be a religious person. And the funny thing is, is that uh, you know I could be any of any other religious sect, uh-huh. you know, especially even the, not I, not so much in my family maybe, but in uh, um, in. Uh, in uh, like the rooms, um, mm-hmm. AA and NA, you know, I could be any, I could identify as you know Buddhist or uh, or, or as a Muslim, you know, and I, I would mm-hmm. face no no issues there, you know. But it's they want me, they just want me to believe in a god, in, you know. Anything, it's it, that's what's god. so funny. Any god yeah. doesn't matter, you know. Even, it's, it's, even the gigantic ketchup bottle. It, yeah, it was so funny <laughs> because it's like then at least like we're uh, both on the same page here. Okay, right. yeah, I can some, work with some you. Common it's, ground. It's, yeah, it's yeah, common. yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway. It's funny. Um, what would it take to get you go, to go to church, like for real? Um, an invite. I don't know. Like, like, uh, like for what do you mean for real? Like, like as a believer. Oh, okay. Like, because I was gonna say, like, yeah. <laughs> not like go? holidays. Why, why you want? You want to go? <laughs> so, sometimes, but then, what are you doing on Sunday? But then Sunday morning comes, and I'm just like. Still asleep. Ah, still asleep. Still an atheist. <laughs> Woke up an atheist. Still don't care. Yeah, no, I know. It's funny. Um, as a believer? Yeah. Oh. Well, what would it take to convince you that uh, a particular religion or God is real? I mean, aside from a direct, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, comp- uh, like a direct manifestation of that entity whatever it be like directly in front of me and lay it out for me you know i mean and 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 have the ability to <laughs> give me some evidence <laughs> of its uh uh reality uh-huh. um and uh uh you know i mean aside from that you know that's that's the thing mm. because i'm not an absolutist and that's what i've always said i'm not an absolutist like i'll admit that like you know, I'm ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure. Right. You know, like like there's no God, but I'm not saying that I'm certain because I'm not. You mm-hmm. know, like I have no idea. Like yep. you know, the multiverse theory, all these things that like are way outside of my realm of thought that mm. have been presented to me. That I'm like, oh, okay, that's an interesting idea. You know, and I'm not yeah. saying the multiverse theory equates God. I'm saying that there's a lot of thoughts that I, I haven't taken into account that I don't even know that I haven't taken right. into account yet. So, so for me to be definite on anything is 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 a bad thing. So, so yeah, I try and keep I try and keep that like whatever infinite zero one. Mm. Or close to infinite zero one percent chance, you know, of uh you know, like okay, there could be, I guess, show me, you know, like I mean right. and 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 that's the thing I guess uh is uh that uh um I don't know, like uh like I was oh god, I was talking about um oh, I remember what I was gonna say. We were having this discussion in treatment. Um it was about uh um like if there was a god or if there wasn't a god, would you want to know? Mm-hmm. And uh, you can you can kind of uh, probably assume that a lot of the questions were very specific as to uh, mm-hmm. if, whether or not you were religious. And a lot right. of the people that said that if they were religious said that they uh, you know wouldn't want to know. Um, that they, they wouldn't want to know that there wasn't a god. Is that what you're saying? They wouldn't want to know whether whether it was or wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with definitive proof mm. um, um and the reason being being if there wasn't a god mm. that uh this ideology has made them happy and it's given their life purpose and so yeah. why would i want to know and, so and I then you're in a faith crisis which is a real form of crisis right and so and so 
they're happy with where they're at basically. Mm-hmm. So, so any new information presented to them, to them, even if it's definitive, mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't want to hear, you know, mm-hmm. whereas me, I'm just a naturally curious person and yeah. I'm going to go for, um, uh, the reality of a situation yeah. above my comfort any day, you yeah. know? And I think therein lies like a big difference, yeah. you know, if there is a God, um, he has some explaining to do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Christopher Hitchens yeah. says that. Yeah. It's it's, it's funny. So speaking of, um, so when you and I were in the music scene together mm-hmm. locally, um, the day after Christopher Hitchens died, mm-hmm. we had a practice together, and I mentioned that one of my heroes had died, and you were like, "Oh, who is it?" I was Christopher Hitchens. He's an author. He's done this and this. And you're like, oh, I've never heard of him before. That's hilarious. So <laughs> I've came a long way. Yeah, so, so when <laughs> when did you come across <laughs> when did you come across Christopher Hitchens? Oh, you know, in one of my uh, YouTube uh, wormholes, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like uh, um, it had to have been it's it, years ago. Now, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I mean, to give some context, like that had to have been like I think it was 2011. 2011. I think that's when he died. Okay, yeah, so five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, and honestly, I didn't really even know that he had died until about two years ago. Yeah. Um, two or three years ago. He looks so alive Something on YouTube. Like <laughs> he does, he does. He just has so much stuff, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like he, he really constantly finding something yeah. new. Yeah, yeah. and it's well, really he, interesting. He did, like, dozens of debates. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I, which I had never watched. Um, yeah. But it's funny, because I guess the thing is, is that, that um, you know, this whole thing started... Um, like probably like around the time, like, um, like probably around like 2007, probably around before we started playing together, certainly, but like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like at least like well over a decade ago. Um, but then I guess that's where it starts. That's the seed. Right. And then Mm -hmm. like you start, like, at least I do, I'll start like looking into things and I'm like doing all this self research or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and the more I hear, the more I like, and the more I keep going with it, you know, and I'm like, Oh God, there's this whole world that I didn't even know about, you know, and it's, it, uh, um, and that's funny. Yeah. Like I don't remember saying that at all. And it's it's almost (laughs) embarrassing for you to say that, but I think it was like right before we went to Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, I was in, yeah yeah Idaho Falls yeah show. oh funny yeah. that was a fun show <laughs> <laughs> it was random <laughs> it was very random um, no anyway yeah so uh, yeah just uh, yeah. Uh, yeah bought a lot of stuff and I I think that's what is driving a lot of secularism inside of mm. our country currently is is just people getting online and being like this doesn't make sense and yeah. wanting to figure it out for themselves. You know, you can self-educate a whole lot better than you could when I was a kid, you oh, know? Yeah. And it doesn't take a library. It doesn't, mm-hmm. no. It just takes, you know, the phone in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, you know. yep. exactly. Um, so here's some more uh, light-hearted questions. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this has been really light. <laughs> if you could design your own universe, what would it look like? The inside of a Lucky Charms box. It's a lot cleaner than I thought you would go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying here, you know. I've, I've done really well. Like none have slipped out. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What are some arguments for God that you find somewhat convincing, or the most convincing? Arguments for God. Um, consciousness. Um, Elaborate. The idea. Um, just the I, the idea of my own consciousness, the mm-hmm. idea that that uh, 
that somewhere you mm-hmm. know i'm me i have my own consciousness and mm-hmm. and 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 at some level you know like even science like has a hard time explaining exactly what consciousness is where it derives from um, and so like like that in and of itself is is a weird it's weird to find yourself inside of this you know looking out of these eyes you know mm-hmm. others or whatever and just think that like it just came out of uh you know uh, chemistry and uh, mm. you know uh, so anyway so that's a convincing like you know because co- my own consciousness you know just mm. just just uh, anecdotally like you know looking through like just my own experience like mm. looking through um uh, these lenses, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and my perception of the world. And one time, and, and, and just uh, at one point, just the lights coming on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that idea, like always struck me as mm-hmm. odd and weird and, and kind of something that was hard to explain. So what is it about that argument that doesn't convince you that there's a God? Well, because just because I can't explain it doesn't make God true. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the God of the gaps argument, you know, it's, argument it's from ignorance. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's because just because I don't know the right answer doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's automatically God. It doesn't, it's yeah. just because well, I can't find a, f- come up with something better. You know, it's like, Oh, it's God. And it's, it's God until you prove me otherwise. You know, it's, it's, right. it's like my mind doesn't automatically go to that. I'm mm-hmm. sure there must be some logical explanation. So what are some arguments for God that you find laughable? The God of the Gaps <laughs> argument. Um, and it's hilarious. Uh, the idea that um, uh, that uh, ethics and morality derived from that source mm-hmm. um, after reading some of the Old Testament. Yeah, especially after reading the Bible. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> like, like if, if, you, if you're trying to, like, write it up, you're like, Try to write your own personal code of ethics, and try to like and and honestly read the Bible, and then 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 write one from that, and then compare the two, and see if they're at all like similar. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's just it's you know, I don't know. That's hilarious. Um, also that uh, that uh, um, oh yeah, the, it's really mostly God of the gaps arguments. It's mostly like. Where did we come from? How did we get here? Uh, how did the universe get here? Oh, science doesn't know about that. Those are the ones that I find most, most laughable because it's like, okay, in uh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, six hundred BC, you know, uh, the world being flat or mm. whatever, widely accepted, you know, and like, you know, uh, um, uh, it's like, you know, uh, uh, and as science has progressed, all I'm saying is, is that. Um, uh, uh, now we have an explanation for, uh, you know, the sun going around the earth and, mm-hmm. you know, we have an explanation for, uh, tidal, w- uh, the tides and, you know, we have an explanation for <laughs> did the, you watch the, the changing of the seasons. Yeah, I did. Bill, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't explain that. Yeah. Well, that was hilarious. We don't know why the tides come in now. I was like, um, yeah, we do actually. actually. It's, we, most children's books explaining science knows that. It's hilarious. Okay. Final question. If the cracker and wine of Catholic communion <laughs> literally turns into the body and blood of Christ, yeah. and this practice has gone on for nearly 2,000 years, how big must Jesus be? <laughs> uh, Infinitely big. I'd say... How big is our God? <laughs> about as big as uh, the majority of... Uh, theists uh denial <laughs> 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 not, not the same all right yeah. <laughs> all 
I was hoping for a ketchup joke, but that's fine. <laughs> hey, or it'd have to be the biggest bottle. <laughs> it have to be complete the entire you know vastness of vacuum of space. This, this ketchup bottle. <laughs> all right. Um, well, that's all I got. Um, yeah. So I think that's a good good note to end on. Um, so that is our show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys Thank are you, very Ryan. kind. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you would like to contact us. You can uh, email us at skepticsquaredpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out the show's blog at www.skepticsquaredpodcast.blogspot.com. And we will see you next time on the Skeptic Squared Podcast. Bye. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) So stay to know and just be. You come to watch these bad dreams.
Watch you run the world.